Hey, what's going on, people? Dale of Gospel of Repentance Ministries. Going to do a throwback with Matthew chapter 4, verse 4. It says, Man shall not live by bread alone, but by every word that proceeds out of the mouth of God. As you may recall, that is what Jesus told the devil when the devil challenged him in the wilderness. Matthew chapter 4, verse 4. Great passage. So, what I want to talk about in this episode is the fear of God. The fear of God. Should we, as human beings, be afraid of God? Well, what I want to do is get a couple of definitions for you. Most people know what fear means, but one of the Hebrew words for fear is the word Yare. I don't know if I'm pronouncing it correctly, but it's spelled Y-A-R-E. And it simply means this. It means to be afraid, to be in fear, or, or to be in awe of. Now, according to Vine's Expository Dictionary of Old and New Testament Words, they say that the most appropriate definition for this Hebrew word, Yare, or Y-A-R-E, is a reverential fear. That means that the person that you are fearing or that you have awe of is in an exalted position, and so therefore they must be given proper respect as a result of the exalted position that they hold, all right? And of course, if anybody is going to be revered and anyone that we should be in complete awe of, it's our maker, God Almighty. The Hebrew word, you'll, of course, this one will resonate with you right away, is the word phobio or phobio spelled P-H-O-B-E-O. And of course, we know that we derive the English word from that Greek word phobia, which means, once again, fear. So why should we be afraid or why should we fear God? Well, the Bible tells us in Proverbs chapter one, verse seven, it says the fear of the Lord is the beginning of knowledge, but fools despise wisdom and instruction. And also it says in Proverbs 9:10, it's pretty much almost identical. It says the fear of the Lord is the beginning of wisdom and knowledge of the Holy One is understanding. So what does that tell us? If we're going to have a proper fear of God, that means that we have to acknowledge him for who he is, that we have to be in awe of him. We have, we have to worship him. We have to pay homage to him. We have to recognize him as the creator of all that is good because he is the creator of all that is good. As a matter of fact, in Genesis chapter one, verse 26, it says that God looked upon everything that he made and behold, it was very good. All right. 
And I believe one version, it might be the NIV version, says that, you know, the word good means beautiful. I mean, I mean, God being a beautiful being himself cannot make anything other than what he is, because everything that God made that is good is an, is an expression of himself. All right. So. Fear means that or godly fear in particular means that a person is on the path to knowledge and wisdom. All right. So let's look at some other examples of proper fear of God. One of the most vivid ones that comes to mind is in the Gospels. Luke chapter 23, Jesus has been crucified and is dying, obviously in agony between two criminals. Now, one of the criminals was unrepentant and the other one was repentant. Let's let me read to you what both of them said. Now, one said this. The first one said this. This was the unrepentant criminal. He says, if you are the Christ, save yourself and us. But the other rebuked him, saying, do you not listen to this? Do you not even fear God? Seeing you are under the same condemnation. And we indeed justly for we receive the due reward of our deeds. But this man has done nothing wrong. This to me is extremely powerful. Listen to this. Then he said to Jesus, Lord, remember me when you come into your kingdom. And Jesus said to him, Assuredly, I say to you today, you will be with me in paradise. I just read to you Luke chapter 23, verses 39 to 43. I want you to get the impact of everything that the repentant criminal said first by rebuking the other criminal for being arrogant and being unrepentant and acting like Jesus had was obligated to uh, rescue him and versus the one who realized that no, we don't deserve to be rescued. We deserve to be punished because of the things that we have done, the sins that we have committed. But listen to his words. I am convinced that he was moved by the Holy Spirit. He said this. He said, do you not even fear God? Let's stop right there. The reason why most people will not come to faith in Christ is is because of that very reason right there. They do not fear God. And we just, and I just read it to you in Proverbs chapter one, verse seven and Proverbs chapter nine, verse 10, it says to be the fear of the Lord is the beginning of knowledge and wisdom. When you combine those two passages together, Proverbs one, seven and Proverbs nine, 10, it, it says the fear of the Lord. Proverbs one, seven says, Fear of the Lord is the beginning of knowledge. And Proverbs 9, 10 says the fear of the Lord is the beginning of wisdom. So this dying 
justly condemned thief, the repentant one, realized that we are being punished for what we have done. In other words, the punishment fits the crimes that we have committed. Yet he also understood who Jesus was. He says, remember me when you come into your kingdom. In other words, save me, have mercy upon me. I know I deserve to die. I know I deserve damnation. I get that. But I also know who you are. And I'm asking you in spite of me to have mercy on me. Remember me. Why did he say that? Because he feared God. And oftentimes for a lot of people, when they are coming to the end of their life, they get that type of revelation or they get that type of epiphany. I'm about to die. I bet to, I better see if I can get some mercy. And being that this man or both of these men were being crucified on either side of God Almighty in the flesh, the Lord Jesus Christ, the smart one, the wise one decided, Lord, remember me when you come into your kingdom. Now, listen to this. Now, listen to this. Now, why would he why would he say something like that? Why would he say something to a man to remember when remember me when you come into your kingdom? What that has to to tell us is that this repentant thief criminal realized who he was talking to. He knew that Jesus was God because why? In, uh, otherwise, why in the world would you say to a man who was dying on a cross to remember me when you come into your kingdom if he is not going to raise from the dead? He, he believed in the resurrection. He had to. Because otherwise, why would he say something like that? Why would he make a plea for his salvation if Jesus was just an ordinary guy, just an ordinary man. He was not an ordinary man. He was, the, he, he was and is the God man even to this day as I'm recording this episode. Jesus is the God man. He is 100% God and 100% man at the same time. Scholars call that the hypostatic union. All right. So, and then Jesus, obviously, even though he's dying in agony, he's still saving souls. He said, assuredly, I say to you today, you will be with me in paradise. He said today. That's extraordinary. So it lets you know the power that Jesus had even in death. He was in control. The Roman soldiers and the, and the Jewish religious establishment probably figured they were controlled because they finally were able to crucify and impale their enemy, their most dreaded enemy. But they were not in control because everything that happened to Christ was under divine providence and sovereignty. Remember what Jesus said in, in John's gospel, the 10th chapter, he says, no man takes my life from me, but I give it of my own initiative. He says, I have the power to lay it down and I have the power to take it up again. This command I've received from my father. Check it out in John's gospel, the 10th chapter. So it lets us know that Jesus was in complete control of even his death. 
Now, if that ain't power, folks, I don't know what is. You're the one that's orchestrating every ounce and every bit of your and every detail of your life, even up unto your death. He could not die until it was time for him to die, just like they could not seize him and capture him until it was time. Because several times when you read the Gospel of John, it says they tried to grab him, but he would escape or they couldn't get him because his time had not yet come. All right. So two wonderful things, uh, two fantastic things happen here. Like I said, just by a quick review, number one, the faith of the repentant criminal and then the power of Jesus Christ to save this man, even though he was dying in agony because he had to die because he was dying for the sins of the world and for the sins of that man who came to him, who, who asked him to remember, remember me, Lord, when you come into your kingdom. All right. So very powerful. So, and in talking about this whole thing about fear, Jesus said this in Luke chapter 12, verses four and five, he says that do not fear those who can only kill the body. And after that, there's nothing more that they can do. He says, but fear him who can cast body and soul into hell. Did you get that? So another <laughs> very serious reason to fear God is God has the power of life and death ultimately. All right. So as I close, we are to fear God because that is the, that is the beginning of knowledge and wisdom. And we're, we're commanded to do, to do so. I mean, God is our, our creator. He's our maker without him. None of us can be here. We're to give obeisance and homage and worship and honor and glory to him for all that he has done for his marvelous works for providing for our needs. God deserves all the praise and glory and honor for that. And we should fear him and revere him and honor him because if we don't, if we despise him and we, we hate him and we blaspheme him, blaspheme him like so many people do every single day and they do it without apology. The Bible says in Hebrews chapter 10, verse 32, it says it is a fearful thing to fall into the hands of the living God. And anybody with any common sense with half a brain should not want the wrath of God to come down on them. All right. Now, I know I said a lot in a short period of time, but I'll close with this. The Bible says in Proverbs chapter 10, verse 21, that a person says fools, matter of fact, die for lack of wisdom. So if you want to be wise, if you want to have godly knowledge, then you have to fear God. That is the beginning of knowledge and the beginning of wisdom. All right. We'll talk soon.